Are you ready to talk Padres baseball? We've got you covered. Today, the Padres get ready to wrap up their quick trip to Baltimore. And in studio, we've got Mike Grace, broadcasting to Padres fans everywhere, plus one. My mom's a big fan of Padres Social Hour. Alongside Mike, we've got Randy Jones, keeping order on the set, as best as anyone possibly can around here. Look, we've ever been knocked down. <laughs> By what? By pitch. <laughs> That's baseball yeah. that he's holding right now in his Cy Young winning yeah. left hand. Just pipe down one day. You're going to get knocked Sorry. down here in about 30 seconds. <laughs> yeah. No blue Even though you're no from the mic. older nature. Yeah. <laughs> I can throw just hard enough to get you to say Al. And alongside our Cy Young Award winner is another baseball expert, Mike Grace. The way I was taught baseball, now mind you, I only played until I was in like ninth grade. Now, coming to you from the AMR studio inside the Western Metal Supply Company building, it's Padre Social Hour with your hosts, Mike Janella, Randy Jones, and Mike Grace. Hey, happy Wednesday to you. Welcome to Padre Social Hour. Uh, there are not two Mike Graces here Thank no, today. I, I am just, oh, I'm surrounded by experts, though. That's what scares me. That is very That's scary, better. especially when the experts, experts are these experts. guys, quote-unquote experts. experts. Uh, Pete Gustin, we'll let this one slide because it was your birthday yesterday. But, uh, yeah, mentioning uh, Mike Grace. It's Mike Janella here in this chair, Mike Grace right there. And, of course, the Cy Young winner, Randy Jones, the real expert. It's we it's all it's know it's who butters the bread around here. It's not my birthday, man. When is your birthday? January. Oh, I missed it. So yeah. I have a lot of time that will plan for a gift for it's next year, it's though. It's perfect January. Keep a low profile during the winter. Nobody cares. Just like, like single that. left-handed gloves, that's all he likes. You know? Perfect, yeah. Well, I'll get the list going, <laughs> the shopping list. How's it going? Welcome to Padres Social Hour, as the Padres are indeed wrapping up that very quick two-game set at Baltimore before they head to Cincinnati. First pitch today, 4.05 p.m. Uh, unlike yesterday, where there was all that rain that pushed the start time back, uh, we'll check in on the weather a little bit later, but it's been gorgeous there all day, so it should be a perfectly on-time start as the Padres look to uh, get the sweep. They're much easier when they're two-game series to get the sweep. Then when it's three or four, uh, we'll preview that game. We'll take a little lap around the major leagues today. And also, I do have to clear the air with Randy Jones on something here. I want to make sure we're on, on good terms. I have an olive branch to extend you uh, a little later uh, on the show. Uh, uh, so make sure yeah, you folks stick around yeah, to work. see if Randy will let me survive the hour. Uh, make sure to jump in on the conversation whenever you'd like using hashtag PadresSH. Send compliments, questions, whatever you want. Or there's also the live chat happening at Padres.com slash social hour. But first... How about the game last night? Break up these Padres. Ten more <laughs> runs, 15 hits. Those bats are hot right now, huh? Yeah, doing well. Taking advantage of certain situations, but, you know, runners in scoring position, you get a few hits, and how good you look as a team. Isn't that scary? Oh, it's great. Huh? Oh, it's so oh. great. Well, between that and guys taking a few walks, you got a couple of guys getting hit by pitch, it takes a little pressure off you to constantly have to get that hit. When you can get runners without having to work so hard for it, it makes all the difference in the world. Yeah, a wild pitch, you score a run. I mean, that just gives you a little bit more momentum to get kind of free runs like that. Yeah. And more times than not, we see ourselves giving up those free runs. I was about to say that. You read my mind. So yeah. often this season, it's yes. gone the other way. Yep. The, the error, the wild That's pitch, right. the bases loaded walk, whatever. And finally, the Padres got it last night. But let's not discount what the guys actually did. Uh, it was five players with multiple hits for the Padres last night, totaling 15 hits, led by our hero of the game. It was Matt Kemp. And boy, it's nice seeing him uh, swinging again the way that we're used to seeing him swing. Did anybody pick him? Uh, yesterday, no. Can you believe that? In the Supercuts head-to-head mm. challenge. We'll have today's picks later on in the show. But last night, Kemp, who went unchosen, went four for six with two doubles, had a run, a two RBI. He is now batting 364 for the month of June, including an OPS of 912. This after he was batting under 200 
for the entire month of May. I mean, how, how excited are you guys to finally see him swinging the bat the way that, that again, we know he can? Well, we just got to keep doing it. Uh, forward for six and what I've seen and squaring up on baseballs better. A little more patience. He's actually walked a couple of times. A lot more patience. <laughs> <laughs> you know, but I mean, and that's a real key. I mean, seeing the ball a little bit better and not being overly aggressive outside the strike zone. And yeah. I'm really happy to see Yeah, that. he more than doubled his walk total for the season just last week. Right. And, I mean, it, you can really see that. But this was a perfect example of this game. He was using all aspects of the field, going with where the ball was pitched, going the opposite way, pulling a couple balls into the corner. And that's when he's at his best. When he's hitting the ball to right center w with its uh, power, that's when he's really going well. And so to see him using the whole field, getting some, getting some walks, yep. getting into better hitters counts, I feel like – when he was really struggling, he was constantly down 0-1, 0-2, just not getting into good hitters' counts. And now he's hopefully you know, kind of seeing more pitches and getting into a you know, better frame of mind. And what you want to see is a veteran guy when you get to the you know, three, four, and five starters of a rotation, take advantage of it. And Matt Kemp being a veteran guy should do that mm -hmm. like he did last night. And I like to see that. Yeah, it's always tough when you got one or two on the mound. You know what you're getting. You know, but also I think this just bodes well for him to have a little better play discipline, yep. you know, with, with the ones and twos on the mound. Right, and like we saw earlier in the year, all the Padres were getting more ones and twos, and maybe that helped contribute to some of the offensive struggles. Now that the season's starting to balance out and the veterans are snacking on that low-hanging fruit, you're starting to see uh, all the runs come in. Padres now uh, six straight games having scored five runs at least, so that's a good little streak to be in. Uh, so Matt Kemp yesterday helping lead the way again with that four for six night. He was our hero of the game. Hero of the game is brought to you by the Hero Program, a new way to upgrade your home to save energy and water. Visit HeroProgram.com to learn more. So Kemp now we can say, I think, out of that May slump he was in. Derek Norris, another home run last night. He's now hot. John Jay's been that way all year, but really scorching before the injury. Will Myers, ups and downs, now on a big up. Who are you happiest to see finally breaking out of some of those struggles we saw with the bats earlier in the year? Well, it's got to be Matt Kemp, you know, for the sake of where he's at in the lineup and what he can mean to this offense in, in scoring runs. Uh, swinging a hot bat, like I say, he's a little more patient. If they're not going to give anything good to hit, you know, got an opportunity to get on base, you know, just create more opportunities to score runs. And, uh, you know, we know it Myers. It's good to see him healthy and what he's doing. And Dino to start swinging the bat a little bit better as we move forward. And everybody else, it's good to see Jankowski getting a couple of starts. You know, if nothing else, just for his own, own experience and, and timing. I like to see that. But I think overall, I think Matt Kemp in the middle of that lineup where he's going to stay all year as long as he's healthy, it's, it's imperative that he makes an impact. How about you, Gracie? Yeah, I think Derek Norris uh, coming around has really been, been helpful. Even when Matt Kemp was struggling through May, and he really did, he still had – a power presence. He still hit a couple home runs, made a little bit of an impact. Derek Norris, even though he was hitting the ball hard very early in the season, not getting any results, he was really a bit of a black hole in the lineup. And so to see him kind of getting back to where he is, I don't know if his numbers are ever going to be up to his career norms just because of the way he started. He was in a pit to oh, start I mean, the year. I mean, he just yeah. dug such a hole that if he gets to 240 by the end of the year, that's a really successful year for him. But to have a presence in the lineup, he, he's once again a presence in the lineup. Right. Where that first month and a half – you know, I think most opposing pitchers saw him as an easy out. You know, he couldn't catch up to the fastball, but now he's turning on the fastball. He said when he's going well, he's pulling a fastball, and you're seeing that now. So yeah, I, I think it he, take, he, it, it takes the, the lineup to a whole other level. You expect Matt Camp in the uh, middle. If you can get that six, seven hole production, that's really where you're going to start getting these big, big run scoring and games like we've seen. And you hope he'll better pitch to hit and not foul him back like a little bit more he did early. Right. He might get some pitches, but he was just missing them. Yep. And now he's not. 
And even if he doesn't get the 240, if he gets 15, 20 home runs, drives in 65, uh, that could be a good year. Yeah. And some people will say, you know, well, that's great for the trade value. Whether that's the case or these guys are just doing great for the Padres, it's a win-win either way. And it's important to see this lineup because now it's a cascading effect. You think Kemp's going to do this. You think Myers is going to do this. Now that you have Norris and the others adding yeah. to it, now you have more of a deep lineup. And it's still full, it still has some holes in it. But it's a much more it makes everything than it way easier on the Alexei Ramirez's of the world, the exactly. Ryan Shams, the bottom half of the order, you know, yeah. Travis Shankowski. Yeah. He can do some different things and now. All that stuff is just a bonus. That's bonus stuff. If right. they get a key hit or a double down the line, that's a bonus. All gravy, indeed. All right, we're going to get to uh, also Luis Perdomo from last night and talk about the Orioles a bit and what we can expect from them today. But first, want to let you know that Ghostbusters Day at Petco Park is just around the corner. That's Friday, July 15th, before the Padres slime the Giants. We hope so. It's been very one way this year at 740. Purchase a special Ghostbusters theme game ticket package and receive a limited edition Will Myers Ghostbusters bobblehead. That thing looks awesome. Get your tickets at Padres.com slash theme games. When we come back, keep your tweets coming in. We've got a couple already popping our way. You don't want to miss those. We're back with more Padres Social Hour right after this. Before every game, get your Padres talk on with us. This is Padres Social Hour. Four oh five is the first pitch today. Less than an hour away, Padres and Orioles. Eric Johnson looking for his first win of the year and for the Padres against Ubaldo Jimenez, who got yanked from the O starting yeah. rotation about ten days who ago. Who knows what you're going to get? And with now Ubaldo. he's back. Yeah, you do not know. Uh, we told you guys, as always, you can join us using hashtag PadresSH. As Mike Grace and Randy Jones and I get you set for today's game. Already a couple tweets coming in, uh, mainly about my wardrobe today. So first we got Jellyman saying, are those low-top red Chuck Taylors Mike Janela's wearing? How old school if they are with a thumbs up? Yes, indeed they are. My Chucks. I got them in red and orange and your classic black as well. Uh, but then Ghost of Ray Kroc tweeting in, and uh, he says, good thing Mike Janela is wearing his test pattern shirt today. The color on his laptop was slightly off. So he likes the fact that I have all the, the different color well, bars for him to see. Like, like you I had say, a different uh, reaction well, when you no, saw me no, today. Well, no, the color run, you know, during the, uh, that Sunday morning <laughs> when I'm going to host that color run here yep. for the All-Star festivities. And you might as well wear that, man. We could throw stuff all over you. You change. won't even tell. Yeah, yeah this is know. what people hope to look like after taking part in such a fun that's, that's color it. run. That's yeah. right. That exactly. parachute that like, our elementary school kids play with in gym class, that's what it looks like to me. I'm so, I, I figured blooper he thinks he's one, so I, clever. I figured Blooper was one to never make it to gym class, but I guess evidently he was there we had to. a time or two. Yeah, yeah. yeah. shocking. I bet, uh -huh. I bet you look great in those gym shorts. <laughs> <laughs> I do. Great uh, uh, beauty in the eye of the beholder, I suppose. Ooh, I got um, a bad right. visual right now. Yes, man, yes. Sorry. Let's quickly move on before that <laughs> sears into my brain any further. Um, let's talk some pitching, and because we have our Cy Young winner here, we're going to put you, Randy, and you, Gracie, why not, on the no, Chulula hot seat. No, it's just all Randy on this one. Seat. Uh, first of all, I want to get to last night's starter, Luis Perdomo. This kid, I mean, six earned runs he gave up yesterday, but still some progress in there, right? Tell well, me, what are, you, what are you seeing that the normal person doesn't from him as well, progress? You're seeing signs. You're seeing you know, a, a kid that was in low A ball last year and learning on, learning on the job, you know? Somebody dropped their glove. Uh, <laughs> um, but I think, you know, what I really like is you're watching that, the movement on his two-seamer, that sinker ball that he throws. You know, and it, it's absolutely phenomenal. And, and the slider at 82, 83 miles an hour. Change of speeds has been excellent. You know, eight punch outs gives you an idea of how, how late breaking that fastball is. You know, really hard to, you know, track it, get, and get a lot of ground balls with it. 
But once again, at this level, what you cannot do is leave things up over the middle of the plate. Especially against it, that kind of a lineup that we saw right. last night. And that is the school of hard knocks here. You know, at the big league level, he's learning at this level. And, and big league hitters just don't miss, you know, mistakes. It, it happens time and again. That's how I learned it. But the advantage I was older, it only took me about 50 pitches to figure that out. After a couple of three dingers, I went away. That's a quick learning know, curve. I'm going to adjust here a little bit. And he has to do the same thing. But so far, what I've seen in him, I've seen the confidence build. Yeah, the six runs quite a bit because it's magnifying that a two-run homer. He'll magnify that real quick. But I think overall, once he learns this, uh, he could really, really be effective. Do you think, Gracie, would you want to see him back up at this level next year if he sticks around as a Rule 5? Or do you think, all right, this was fun, but he's got to go back to AA, AAA for a little bit? Probably not. I think I probably would want to send him down just to get more some confidence, uh, really get through some lineups. Uh, but there's a lot of swing and miss there. I, th I think you got to like that. I mean, like you said, a lot of ball movement Ooh, uh, on his fastball. And, you know, we've seen guys in the past that, that struggled with that because uh, their ball moves so much, they didn't know where it was going to end exactly. up. And that's where he gets hurt in the heart of the plate. So some more experience, uh, higher levels of the minor leagues, I think is really going to make a difference. So, um, you know, maybe he'll be ready. I don't know. It, but, it, I mean, it, it, I, I, I think it depends I think how many innings he gets the second half. What happens to this mm -hmm. rotation? If he continues to get innings, you know, he's, it's going to be invaluable. That's a great point. This wasn't and, the plan was for him to be started. That's right. And I agree with you. You know, you bring, gradually bring him in. Well, now he's in the rotation, and that's fine. I, I like this right now. And, and let him go. Let him do it, especially if we can pull off a win like we did. <laughs> good, yeah, good yeah that's us. a great point. You, you have no idea how long he's going to stay in the rotation. Eventually right. you're going to get Kastner back. Eventually you're going to get Tyson Ross back. Uh, and then it's also been interesting that Darren Balsley said it's been much – better to work with him he's got a side session where he can actually work on things where when he's in the bullpen he has no idea when he's going to pitch so he can't throw a side session all he can do is maybe work with him a little bit when he's playing catch so it, it's all about what he gets in the season and, i mean like you I really talk, don't know what, what i talked about is when you're starting pitcher like this and and there's certain things that you like this his last start yesterday he failed he made some mistakes well in between starts now he gets to work on those you know, why did it happen? How do you fix it? Mm -hmm. And that there's a purpose to this bullpen. It's just not getting my arm loose. I really have something to work on. You know, where my, my, my arm dragged a little bit and that elevated the baseball. And, you know, and I, that's just baseball it's, terms. It's and learning it. instead of just working. Yeah. yeah. And, then, and also, ideally, if you don't throw that, you throw it three and one. Right. You know, but if you make a better pitch and it's two and two, you don't have to you know, get that much of the plate. And we've got uh, this question in here from the East Village Times, and it's about the lefties in particular, Perdomo or right-hander, but I'm curious about this uh, for either the righties or the lefties. Uh, they want to know if any of the guys on staff ever approach you to talk about the art of pitching, or are you kind of hands-off and let the coaches do their I, thing? I'm, I'm hands-off if, if, if I see something, you know, from a mental standpoint or how maybe how they're approaching the situation, I will swing by their locker and say a little bit, but that, that's about it. On that, I let Darren Bosley handle the mechanics, the fundamentals. If I see something I think one of the left-handers or right-handers are doing, I'll go straight to Darren Bosley and, and make sure that he picked up on that. The same thing I'm seeing, but you know, overall, I just I just try to give him some, you know, you know mental encouragement in in certain scenarios. Like Colin Ray, I'd like to talk to him about certain situations. Besides picking on him, but well, you're ever going to get through the sixth inning? You're going <laughs> to be stupid your life in the sixth. And, you know, and he kind of grinned on it. But, you know, in the back of his mind, I know when he walked that guy a couple starts ago in the sixth, yeah. I know he's thinking about me because I was all over him. <laughs> you know, but he got out of the inning. That's the key. 
not, not so much about the walk, make some quality pitches for yeah. me. The, and the, he did that. The problem is, is all these guys actually have fastballs. So yeah. they, they don't know what they <laughs> what, can actually, yeah, what, what advice they can actually what take What they don't have you. is command. <laughs> and that's all I had, you know. And it works real well. But, I mean, that, that's the combination, and that's what I'm hoping for a lot of these guys. Right, sure. You know, you got you to make that. Somewhere along the way, you got to turn that point where you start becoming a pitcher, getting them out the third time. In a game. Third time around, yeah. Get into that seventh inning, get into yes. that eighth inning, which we haven't seen uh, Colin Ray do yet, but that I'm sure if you gave him it's a chance here, yeah, he said, man, way. Randy just I, he's <laughs> bugging me so much. Um, all right, last one here on the little hot seat. Last night, Randy, and you, I believe, I don't know if you were lying or not, you said you were just aware of this when it was brought to your attention last week. Right. But Fernando Rodney almost got this record of yours. For consecutive yeah. innings pitched scoreless I mean, to start a season. And I didn't realize. You I had no idea you had, had that no record? So I mean, I remember 75. That I didn't give up squat my first three starts. I remember that. Right. But I know it was any record hmm. or so, so the record was 26 scoreless innings to start the 1975 season. It's the right. Padres record for longest scoreless streak to begin a year. And you did it as a starter, of course. And Rodney, as a reliever, he got to yesterday. Now, this is a weird thing. And tell me if you like this rule or not. So Rodney, he got the first two outs. So technically, he passed you. He got the 26 and the third scoreless, but then there was that little dribbler off the bag that scored the run. According to the rule book, he is, his inning now resets. He doesn't get – it's all or nothing. You either get the full inning or nothing at all if you go for a full appearance. So he went from surpassing your streak to once that run scored, getting uh, sent back, and it's still yours. And now that the run scores, well, it's yours to stay. I, I think records are made to be broken. You know, if you'd have broken Really, great, though? I'm is serious. that what you're just telling us that? Yeah, no. I'm, you know, it's like when I had the walk record. You know, and I couldn't even do that right because I tied Christy Matheson, 68 innings. I couldn't break it. No, I had to tie it. <laughs> and then, of course, then Maddox comes along and forget about it. Yeah. Went, went right by You it. like that rule, Grace? I feel like, no offense to you, Randy, yeah. being here, but I feel like with the two outs and then the run scoring, that's still Rodney recorded those outs. I think that should count. I do not like the rule. I think uh, what Randy did is far more impressive. I think, you know, to your point, a starter going with these scoreless streaks is much more impressive. Uh, not to take anything away from what Fernando Rodney's done, uh, but I mean, going through the road, going through a lineup three or four times, I mean, and continuing to put up zeros, that's much tougher. Uh, now there is a lot more luck and random circumstance with the reliever, but if you're going to compare all pitchers, I mean, in reality, you should probably separate them. It's a, a reliever scoreless streak and a starter scoreless streak. But uh, I don't like the rule. I think a, 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 an out is a third of an inning, no matter how it comes. Yeah. I agree, I agree with that. I mean, so cool a pitcher, I, I you wonder go out what there the rationale outs, right? is behind keeping that, that rule in place. I'm not sure what it is. I don't know. You know, like, I, I remember I, I know I had nine innings of shutout baseball, seven innings against the Giants, one unearned run, and then I shut out Houston for nine innings, and that's, what, 23. And I, I, I wonder what I did the fourth start. I know what you did the fourth start. Do you remember the first earned run you gave up that no, season to I, end your streak? I have no idea. It was a guy we just saw here a couple days ago. It was a second-inning home run to Dusty Baker against the Braves. There you I, go. I was going to figure it was a home run. Yeah, <laughs> Dusty took your yard. Hanging slider. Dang it. So uh, it's a weird rule. Uh, there is an appeal in. Andy Green confirmed before the game today. It actually wasn't him. Someone else beat him to the punch. They appealed that the play that was ruled a base hit yesterday would be an error on Will Myers, which Will says, yeah, give me the E. I'll take it to get Rodney that streak. So we'll see. Uh, maybe not likely they'll overturn it. Uh, but we saw a couple scoring changes, I saw at least earlier in this week. Remember when Luis Perdomo had that stolen base here a couple weeks ago? That's now a defensive interference. They changed that. So yeah, he lost his stolen base. Yeah, so this happens. It's possible that this streak now uh, in a couple days may be back intact. Look, and, and this but for a, now, you're still that, king of the hill, yeah, aren't you? Yeah, but that's all well and good. I like that. And that's a, uh, an extra set of bad luck because Ryan Schimpf is right there to make the play and the umpire is in the way. 
Not that the umpire was in the wrong position, but he's got time to make the play because he's backing it up like he's supposed to, and the umpire just happens to be in the way. So, I mean, you kind of have double bad luck there that he hit the base, and then Schimpf can't make the play. I like Chris. He's blaming the umpires on everything. Well, it usually is their fault. Look at the little guy, too, by the way. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, the, the big news, though, the still the Padres ended up taking the game by the score of 10-7. to 7. And, uh, hey, three in a row against the Nationals and the Orioles. That's nothing to sneeze at. And uh, if you look at how the Padres have been playing against good teams this year, the Giants accepted because, I mean, they just can't get anything going Such against an them. It's crazy. But the Cubs, the Nationals, the Orioles, they're playing these good teams pretty tough. And yep. it's good to see that out of those guys. All right, you guys are off the Cholula hot seat. And now Randy will tell us in the commercial break how he really feels about keeping the <laughs> record or if he really wanted Rodney to get it. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I, I bet. Yes. Uh, uncapped real flavor with Cholula hot sauce, the hot sauce with the iconic wooden cap, and the official hot sauce of the San Diego Padres. We've still got today's pitching matchups to get to. I've got to clear the air with RJ on our personal beef we have going on. You don't want to miss it. And keep those tweets coming. We're back with more Social Hour right after this. You want to talk Padres? Lucky for you, we're doing exactly that. This is Padres Social Hour from the AMR studio inside Petco Park. Welcome back to Padres Social Hour. Yep, we're here at Petco right in the AMR studio as the Padres are over at Camden Yards, the final game that they'll play there this year. Just a quick two-game set. Uh, yesterday, we mentioned uh, the rain, and it was pretty miserable, but they ended up with not too bad of a delay, 38 minutes, something like that. Yeah, yeah the biggest easy thing to get back there is humidity. You know that, you know, well, you, you all know you live back there, how the air gets a little thick. I know. In, in the southeast, right, Blooper? We were, yes. We were having this conversation before we got on the air today. He goes, yeah, you know, it gets real humid there in the southeast. Oh, Lord. Baltimore? Southeast? The beginning of the south. Come on. Yeah. Not even close. I, I don't care where you say it. It's still humid there. <laughs> yes, right, that, that is that. for sure. Uh, that leads us now to our Maui Gym weather report. And uh, while yesterday there were problems, today none at all. It was, uh, we take a look out there now. It's beautiful. It's been low 80s all day, very light breeze, no precipitation in the forecast. They haven't had any there all day. So it uh, looks like it's actually quite the opposite story from yesterday. And today's game should go off without a hitch uh, right on time and under some beautiful skies. So should be good for the boys when they're out there. That's the Maui Gym weather report. At Maui Gym, they believe in the beauty of the world, that every color, every detail deserves to be seen clearly with lenses that eliminate glare and make colors pop. Maui Gym sunglasses don't shield your view of the world. They bring it to life. Color, clarity, detail, Maui Gym. I have a goal for you, Mike. Yes. You have to get Randy Jones into a semantics argument at some point. Like, he, he just will not argue semantics. Like, you know, is Maryland in the southeast? He's like, I don't care. It's just hot there. He just bails. You, you have to find a way to get – Find a topic that he actually wants to argue about I don't think the semantics work. of. I don't think it'll work. Well, now now I have a mission. Now I have a goal for the yeah. year is to try and get you really riled up on something like that. Well, see, the, you know, unfortunately, I'll use a little common sense when it comes to that. <laughs> why and, would we do that? Uh, yeah. Well, why in the world would you guys even try to do that? No, that's not fun. Not that's not fun at all. Um, all right. <laughs> To make sure that we, uh, you stay on my good side, or that I stay on your good side, I should say, Randy, I did want to clear the air a little bit. This was something we had a little bit of a Twitter. I want to make sure that we're on the good, on the good terms with each other. So uh, a few weeks ago, maybe a month ago at this point, uh, we put up a tweet on air from uh, Padres Fans 19 good kid, and he was so excited we put the tweet on air that he tweeted back, hey, if I print this picture out of my tweet on the air, will you sign the picture for me? And I said, yeah, and you were on that day. So right. it was a picture of you, me, and Brady Phelps. And he actually brought the picture down here last week. 
I signed it. I was excited. First autograph I've signed here. I was like, great, this is awesome. Then he tweets out this picture uh, expressing his thanks and his gratitude for me signing it, and I was very happy. And, you know, he said that moment when he signed your tweet on Padre Social Hour, you know, it's a pretty good day. So I felt good. I'm happy that he felt good. And then all of a sudden, I get sideswiped later on in the day. Brady Phelps, friend of the show, who was on that third seat with you on that day, and he decides to just poke the bear and stir up hmm. crap for nothing. Brady, no. And he says, Janella signing right on Randy's face. Zero respect for the Cy Young winner. Shaking my head. And then you, after Padres fans 19 asked you for your take on it, you say, I'm thinking you're right about uh, me being in the wrong. It's going to be payback in caps lock Ooh. time for you, Janella. That's right. Going to get a brush back? I don't know, John. I've got plenty of time. I came in here a little I mean, scared. You know, you know, we're like elephants, a starting pit. We don't forget nothing, don't man. For Payback is going to happen. But here's I don't what know I, when. Here's my point, and if we can take a look back at the original photo that I signed again. If you look really closely at it, there's no ink on your face at all. I don't even get to you whatsoever. Brady is just out there causing yeah, well, a ruckus. You're the problem is, too, the there's, no, there's, back no up. On, there's no ink on your shirt where you should have signed it. Well, no, I don't okay. want to cover myself. That well, would just be yeah, an amateur here's, here's hour. Here's to me. All right, here's blah, blah, blah. Blah. Yeah, we, we can't really see it. But if you, look, if you look and you squint, you notice that your yeah. face is, is clean and, and look, free, Randy. Look, I meant no look personal how, Look how clean that insult. green shirt you're wearing. There ain't a speck And you cover up it. the social hour logo completely. <laughs> I wanted to center the photo. I wanted uh, it to be nice and center without offending anyone personally. Okay. And Randy, I, I figured I'd avoid you 100%. And you thought he would never want to get assigned by Randy? No. What's that? You uh, thought he would never actually want to get assigned by I Randy. What, that no. did not cross my hey, mind, to be honest, want, but that's a good point. If you point, want to bring that, that picture in, I'm going to sign right over Janela, so bring it on back. <laughs> I'll do it. Just a giant X through my name and then <laughs> and I can only my, uh, and Brady, big, big Sharpie. Yeah. 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 And Brady exactly. will make a pancake on top of it. <laughs> yeah, all, all that. But I like it. Are, are we cool, though? There was no malintent there on my behalf. We weren't good until the second half, and I, you know. And then you can figure it out. He snaps, he gets over it, but he doesn't hold a grudge. <laughs> Good. See, <laughs> see, the problem yeah. is you're so used to signing autographs. I'm not. I'm, I'm new at this thing. So I'm, this is a learning process. I'm the Luis Perdomo yeah. of signing autographs. There's still a lot well, to I go. I saw the tweet. I was a little shocked, too, he asked for it. Right? Yeah. Really <laughs> no, I, it was exciting. Come on, it was man. Cool get a life. What are you doing? Oh, oh geez, come on. Janela's autograph. Give come me on, more man. credit come than on. that. You know why? It was because uh, who was? it was Bill and Jesse on that day, right? So it wasn't even yeah. Scan or you that he could really shoot for the stars for with a good autograph. He had to no. settle for for this guy. No, we love the fans. And uh, Padre, I, I didn't get his first name. And his handle is just his handle. It's not his name. I forget what it was. But Padres fans 19, if uh, you're ever listening or watching again, shoot us a tweet. And Randy will sign your picture for you, you too. Betcha, Next will. time he brings <laughs> it on down. Um, all right. Uh, anybody want an autograph from Grace, too, let us know. He's happy to sign anything and everything. Yeah, still right? waiting on that first one. So. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> we'll get you on the board one of these days. Uh, in the meantime, the Padres are still offering summer baseball camps through August 12th. Camps are open to kids ages 5 through 12. Kids get exceptional instruction, character development, and a unique major league experience. Check out the upcoming camps in Scripps Ranch, Point Loma, Carlsbad, and Del Mar. For more info and to register, visit Padres.com slash play that ball. character, Randy. I, I, hey, I'm going out tomorrow. Oh, nice. When we come back today, we'll take a look at that pitching matchup tonight. Don't go far. This is Padres Social Hour. From analysis of what's happening on the field with your Padres to insights on everything MLB, we've got it right here. This is Padres Social Hour. The Padres are looking to make it four wins in a row against the teams from uh, the Mid-Atlantic, the Come Nats, on, and the man. O's. Jeez. 
Well, what's wrong with winning four in a row? Put a flower on it. Hadn't done it yet. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I win four in a row. Hey, for a team. It's been a month and a half. Hey, it's four in a row. For a team that's 15 out of first place, you got you got to take the good where you can. You can't get back to 500 without winning no, no, four no, no. in a row Let's first. You stay salty. You stay salty. Okay. Shut up and win eight in a row. All right, eight is, is when we call Randy back and, and talk Actually, I'll take five street. in a row. Go through the rotation once and win all of them. There you go. Well, the man who and gets the turn yeah, tonight. Yeah, starting pitchers get a win. Time now for that. <laughs> Time now for the pitching matchup, and it's brought to you by Water and Sports Physical Therapy, the official physical therapists of the San Diego Padres. Man, what this guy would do for a win! It's uh, Eric Johnson, who in two starts with the White Sox before he came over in that James Shields trade, nine earned runs on 14 hits, six walks, and 11 and two thirds. Since he's come here to the Padres. 10 earned runs on 16 hits and four walks in 10 and two-thirds as well. So the, the issue is that it's not good. His ERA is north of 7.5 for the year, and he's 0-4. Against Ubaldo Jimenez, whose numbers are not that much better. Uh, Randy, mm. what are the keys for Eric Johnson tonight? I got a feeling uh, one of them is going to be avoid the long ball. Yeah, avoid the long ball, but you know, what he's got to do is stay ahead of these Baltimore hitters. He gets behind, and not a lot of movement on his fastball, to be blunt. You know, and then when, when you've got to catch a little bit more of the plate, He's exposing himself, and I, I noticed that in his last two starts in Colorado. Um, I mean, the, the nice thing about Colorado is the middle of that lineup kept fouling him back. Mm. They kept missing him. And, uh, of course, I'm, I, like I say, as an old pitcher, I watch a game maybe a little bit differently, I'm, and I'm going, yo. I mean, so you're dodging <laughs> bullet left and right. And overall, he just the breaking ball's good. It's got a late movement to it. But the only way it's going to complement that is to get ahead of him, hitting hit the corners with that fastball, and then getting him out with a breaking ball more times than not. I think a guy like him, he really can't walk, guys. You know, he, you know it, it's a fine line because he does need to paint the edges. He doesn't throw quite as hard. He's a guy that really could take a lot of advice from Randy on how to be successful uh, with command. But he's got to hit those corners, and he can't walk, guys, and put them on base. So, uh, you know, he's, he's got a long way to go uh, to get that successful uh, pitching yeah. repertoire going. Yeah, and, and he does. You know, I've, you know, like I say, I, I talk to these guys, and I went by and talked you know, talk to them. I said, you know, Eric, don't be afraid to let that ball come off one of the other fingers, not both of them at the same time. That's pretty straight. I mean, when it comes off this one a little bit, it might move a little bit more. Yeah. I'm just kidding with a kid. And the easier said than done, right, but sure. hey, you, be, you better work on it. Yeah, you something. Get, if you don't, it's going to get noisy. Yeah, and those numbers combined, I mean, it's, it's basically two base runners per inning, which is a recipe no. for disaster. Yeah. And of the 30 hits he's given up, 10 have been home runs. So you're putting guys on base to begin with, setting the plate, and then you're giving up those long balls. Not good. Yeah, and, um, and where they're playing right now, is, is, that's not conducive. Especially not good, Spoiler, yeah. yeah. Obaldo, the same thing. Sure. You know, a good live arm when we saw it earlier in his career. What happened? Uh, surgery, I, I guess. Uh, I, injuries? Is that what got yeah, him? Injuries. I mean, you know, cause he changed the mechanics a little bit. and you know, A little know, bit I, of a head case, too, right? Yeah. I mean, he was unhittable He's, when he came up oh, with the Rockies. Nah, I mean, was, that, that, that year was, was unbelievable. He had a 2010, a third-place Cy Young that was finish. Yeah, I mean, and he might have been game. actually better than that. He, but. Was, he was incredible. But, uh, yeah, but now o overall command is not even close to what it used to be. No, and he was uh, taken out of the rotation, in fact. Uh, yep. June 14th, they yanked him, sent him to the bullpen. They had one relief appearance, five earned and two and a third. So that didn't go well there out of the no. bullpen either. And now because of injuries and demotions, he's back. Uh, they announced it just last night after the game that he's the man getting the start today. So just like last night, could be a lot of runs today. Yeah, Get excited. I, like you say, the hitters, be patient. Yeah, it's exactly. It's Eric Johnson versus Ubaldo Jimenez, and that's the water and sports physical therapy pitching matchup. They're San Diego's leader in aquatic and land therapy with seven convenient locations. Visit waterandsportspt.com.
I got a good suggestion on Twitter that just came in here from uh, our buddy Friar Fever talking about giving out our autographs. You know, Randy and I are pros at that by this point and how Grace still has to get on the board. Uh, he says if anyone is getting an autograph from Grace, it would have to be on a picture of him from last year's Star Wars Day. Oh. You're in, right? Your full Han Solo getup, if I remember yeah, correctly. I'd be very happy That'd be a good call, it. yes. Yeah. That'd be a fun one. Any, so, anybody comes to me with that, I will happily sign it. Awesome. So I'll they, happily sign uh, it. Padre Social Hour Universe, there is uh, your homework assignment. Get a printed photo, a screenshot of that episode from last year. Grace and his Han Solo get up, and he'll sign it for you here at Peco Park <sighs> if you can find him. Good luck um, to you. Yeah. If, if I see you guys carrying one of these around all the time. Randy Jones you know, pulling a Sharpie out of his back pocket. Now that's just <laughs> At least it was in his back pocket. Well, yeah, when I get out of the truck, this is just something that goes in my pocket. Just that's incredible. You know, I don't think yeah. I'll ever get to that I point in my life, but I it's enjoy that aspirational. Part. I like that. That's great. Um, all right, let's take a little look, a little lap around the, the major leagues. I wanted to just kind of take a step back because the Padres right now are playing a lot of teams they won't see very often. Uh, the, the Nationals here, the one time, the Orioles now on the road, and uh, two very good teams. And I just wanted to, to take a pulse about the majors and get your guys' thoughts on a couple different things. Uh, we've seen two good teams now, the Orioles for one game and the Nationals for a couple. They've already played the Cubs. They've played the Giants. Who's been the most impressive team not uh, overall, but that, that we've seen against the Padres. It's got to be the Giants, well, right? If you're watching, yeah, yeah. it's got to be. Now, does that stay on the – are you just answering the same for overall, for what they've done against non-Padres teams? No, I don't think so. I mean, the, Who's been the, the most impressive team to you overall, I guess, is the better question. I think the Nationals. I mean, I, I, I know they didn't have quite the success against the Padres that they probably hoped, but uh, that team is scary to me. The lineup's solid. The pitching – is really solid. I think the Nationals could do some uh, really, <laughs> really big things uh, later this year. Yeah, doubt if they get the pitching. And, 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 you know, the pieces are there. They just got to make it happen. But I think overall, number one, the Giants continue to impress me in our division. You know, just what they've done over the years. And I, I see it again. That unit still knows how to play baseball and execute. Runners in score position, they always get in key hits. But I think overall, the, the, the Cubs have paid their dues. Got to be the Cubs. And they're, right? re they're reaping the dip dividends of what they've done yeah they're playing some i still think they'll baseball. turn into the cubs in the end though i don't think so really you think they finally break I, through i think they finally break through i think uh i don't know if I they're pitching the strong the enough behind Arietta. i think the manager's gonna hold them together and they're gonna make it happen if the cavaliers did it in the nba who knows uh, this could be the year for yeah. the cubs I, I i think it could be the year so behind arietta you've got hamill you've got lester you've got hendrix do you think those arms because grace seems to be not so sold on them do you like no, that rotation in a playoff it's, series i think it's called a training deadline they, oh. And they, they have some assets. I just yeah. – kind of going back to the Giants. The Giants are, like, the most bizarre team ever to me, and they have been through each of their championships. And you got to give a ton of credit to Bruce Bochy because they've never had the most talented lineup by any means. I now, agree. you always have Baumgartner at the top of that rotation, and, and this year they've got Samarja and Cueto who have been great. But, I mean, even Posey's not having a great year. Belt's the only guy that's really doing something offensively. They just have – a way of winning. Yeah, you, yeah. They just have a great you know winning you, mindset. You cannot discount that ball club with Bochy and what they do. They're, they're never going to be the most talented team in the playoffs. They just really never no, are. They're going to scare you the most. Absolutely. <laughs> it's it's, it's <laughs> insane. Agree, it, culture, winning culture, I think, is so important. Oh. And when you talk about you know tanking or, or trying to get higher draft picks, I think it's so much more important to build a winning culture. And I, I think we've seen Andy Green really try to do that here now. Obviously, he's a ways away from where well, he yeah. wants to be, but, it, but it's here. so important. You've you you got to get into that winning mindset. Yes. It's the most important thing you can do. Is this uh, division, is it wrapped up? Or are you giving it to the Giants already? The National It's League not West? wrapped up, but no, I don't see anybody that. catching them. I don't, I don't think the Dodgers are good enough. And, I mean, the rest of the division, I mean – 
you could maybe see something out of Arizona, but I mean, they, they seem like they're a mess. And as much as I'd love to see the Padres get in, it, it's going to be tough. So, um, you know, Giants. You're, so you're, it's done and dusted for all oh, intents yeah. and purposes. Uh, for all intents and purposes, yeah. yes. There's always the, the drastic the, injury. The, or, the, the know, Dodgers can always make a move, though. That's yeah. the thing. The Dodgers have the money to always make a move. Yeah, so do the and Giants. They've got, and they've got prospects, too. You know. the, the Dodgers have a good farm system. so they, I think with those top three the starters, Giants don't the have Giants prospects. have, I'm sorry. You know. But say, say Chris Sale goes on the market. The Dodgers can go get Chris Sale. That, that changes everything. I agree. It could, you know, yeah. No, as it stands I now, mean, things will be a lot different uh, now and after July 31st. They, they could trade uh, Urias for Chris Sale probably straight up, and then that changes the dy- dynamic of this season drastically. Wow. GM Grace here. Just hey, wheeling be, and dealing. I, lo- I like watch. that. Yeah, very much so. I would like to see that. Uh, yeah. Let me ask you guys this, because uh, obviously the, the Padres, we've already seen with James Shields being traded, they will be sellers if the right deal presents itself. Would you be opposed, or are you opposed in general, not just necessarily the Padres situation, but trading guys within your division to a contender or, or a rival? If you're out of the race and that rival's in it, do you have any qualms about dealing within the division? I don't personally, but it improves your ball club. So you don't care? I mean, no. Fan, from like a fan's perspective, what do you think? For the most part, I'd say no. I, I'm fine trading the division. I would never want to trade a Will Myers in division. Whoa. I, I don't want to trade a guy that could be a cornerstone that you're going to have to face. Uh, say somebody needs an outfielder. Say the, say the Giants need a, an outfielder and John Jay is there. I'd be happy to trade John Jay and get the best deal possible. But uh, I, I would not want to trade a cornerstone guy within the division. I mean, I you, you just don't want to see that guy. As a fan, that's the last thing you want to see is that guy haunting you for years. Right. So, uh, so. If, if it's, uh, for lack of a better phrase, like a rent-a-player or a later veteran, a, a championship push A middle, chip, you know, that's uh, okay. somewhere in the lineup, but you don't want a middle of the order, you don't want an ace, you don't want to send that in division. I mean, even if the, if the right deal is there, you make it. You, you absolutely make it. But it's probably the last thing you want to see. Interesting. Uh, let us know. Hashtag Padres SH. Are you cool with trading within the, the division? Are there certain circumstances that you're cool with it, others that you're not? Hit us up. Uh, wow, Friar Fever really really doing the, the yeoman's work here. He said he already mentioned the best picture to get an autograph from Mike Grace. We said if anybody can find that episode from last year. He's tweeted us back. He's done the favor for you. He already found uh, the picture from last year. And, Randy, you were sitting in the chair during that episode last year, too. So, Mike, you get the chance to sign over Randy's face No, he well. can't. Look at all the room I'll he's have got a little inside, man. He knows how to do it. <laughs> Believe me, now I know he does. You know what? Y- you sure? Yeah, I'm positive. What would you say I'm wearing on my uh, on my feet there? Rain boots. Yeah, those look like galoshes. Randy tried to tell me they're not boots. They were boots. I mean, it, it, in the way that Blooper thinks that Baltimore's in the southeast, <laughs> those are boots. <laughs> I don't wear boots. Right, Blooper? That's the only time I'll ever wear boots. I know that. So. Yeah, I know this. We're going to come back and take a look at tonight's lineup, so don't go far. But before that, I want to let you know that you can help create a world without cancer by joining Padres Pedal the Cause, an annual cycling fundraiser with the goal of paving the way for a cure for cancer. Pedal the Cause is November 12th and 13th, starting and ending right here at Petco Park. Anyone can ride, or you can get involved by volunteering or donating directly to the cause. Visit gopedal.org to learn more and register today. Blooper versus Grace in our head-to-head challenge with tonight's starting lineup. You don't want to miss that. This is Padres Social Hour. We're talking Padres all season long. This is Padres Social Hour, coming to you from the AMR studio inside the team store. 
Welcome back to Padres Social Hour. We've already talked about the pitching. Eric Johnson against Ubaldo Jimenez. And the way we talked about the pitching, you can expect most likely a lot of runs tonight. So how about we talk about the guys who may score those runs as Randy is a little too busy answering all his fans here on his phone That's while right. we're trying to have a nice multimedia program going on here. You're like Brady Phelps. You're no better than him. Thank you. <laughs> I wouldn't say thank you to that. Uh, let's get to tonight's lineup, and it's presented by United Airlines, proud partner of the San Diego Padres. John Jay getting another day of rest for that contusion, the bruise on his forearm. So Travis Jankowski will lead off in center field. Will Myers at first base behind him with the red-hot Matt Kemp in right field batting third. Then it's Solarte at third base, Upton and left. Brett Wallace DHing tonight with Christian Bethencourt catching. So Derek Norris, even with the home run last night, gets the night off. Ryan Schiff will be at second base, and Alexei Ramirez at shortstop. Uh, before we get to our head-to-head -head challenge, any thoughts on that? In particular, sitting Norris for Bethencourt, maybe a little bit of that uh, rapport he has with Eric Johnson as the battery. Is that Yeah, I, I'm thinking important? that little bit of it, too, and it might be a matchup with uh, Ubaldo. Even if it's on the, on the mound in Bethencourt, there might be a little bit of history there that we don't know we're not aware of. I can see that being a pretty good match for Christian hit swings a bat. Yeah, hot muggy day yesterday. I mean, and, and we've seen in, in the past Derek Norris played better when he was in Oakland with more days off, so maybe that's a, yeah. a part of it too. I agree. So that does take us now to our Supercuts head-to-head challenge. And last night with Christian Bethencourt as his pick, Blooper got himself another win. He has now re-extended his lead to 14 points. With a three-game winning streak earlier uh, this week, the couch had cut it down, but now Bloopers won back-to-back -back games. No surprise that they were both wins over Brady Phelps. Uh. He just has not been carrying his weight on the couch. Uh, Grace, you get uh, your chance to try and end this uh, little streak for the couch tonight, but, but. it's after Blooper makes uh. the first pick. Who you got, the, For this game in the Southeast, I will oh, pick geez. Matt Kemp. All right, Matt Kemp. It's a good one. And uh, Gracie, who you got? I'll take Will Myers just because that's Seth's boy. Yeah, no, why not? And uh, in case you guys haven't been following along, so before the game today, before the show, I should say, uh, we were talking about you know where Baltimore is, and Blooper says, yeah, you know, it was so muggy there in, in the southeast in the summer. What a surprise. South. I'm like, southeast in Baltimore? And he's like, yeah, that's kind of where you start getting to the south of, of the part of the country. You know, it's south below end. Delaware. It's like, well, Blooper, where's no. Louisiana then? That's, <laughs> like, that's like the south-south. The double South. That's double what I said. South. College sports, Southeastern Conference. Where are all there those teams? Go. There's none in Maryland. That's what <laughs> I tried telling him. So. Yeah, but the Southeast uh. is not like Louisiana. Yeah. That's not Actually, East. Actually, it is. Well, it that's is. so far Actually. west. Let us know, please. Let's what? Also, bloopers wrong. Tweet in. Yeah, he has no idea what he's talking Come about. On. But uh, just to let you know all the little jokes we've been making about that, it's because he has geographically no sense of what's going on uh, in this country. geography. <laughs> Just as long as you're good at pushing, <laughs> the, you're good at pushing yeah, the buttons, that's the important <laughs> thing. All right, that's the Supercuts head-to-head -head challenge. It's Myers for the couch versus Kem for blooper. At Supercuts, they pay attention to every detail. The cut, the lines, the hot towel finish, so you can feel sharp, clean, and ready to go. Find the Supercuts near you at Supercuts.com. We're going to find blooper a map, and then when we come back, we'll be back to wrap up this edition of Padres Social Hour. Get ready for every Padres game with us. Coming to you from inside the team store at Petco Park, this is Padres Social Hour. Tomorrow, we're back on at 3 o'clock as the Padres head to Cincinnati. It's Bill Center and Bob Scanlon, so won't you join us then? Uh, meanwhile, we've got the tweets coming in here as we wrap up on this edition of Padres Social Hour. Uh, talking about uh, our geography, uh, Katie Brown, who works here, from Baltimore, she says, you're both wrong. Maryland is a mid-Atlantic state. That's correct. That's correct. 
But what we were saying, we weren't going that specific. Looper just went so general to say northeast. But yes, mid-Atlantic with Delaware, Virginia, southeast. that's where it belongs. Not yeah, the but it's still humid there. Yeah. That's yeah. Nothing better than a geography challenge. <laughs> yeah. Uh, <laughs> you got it. That's <laughs> nice. great. Always love a good blooper voice. Uh, Anthony Gallivan tweeting in, in defense of blooper, LSU, you talked about Louisiana, is in the SEC, the Southeastern Conference, but the Pelicans in the NBA in New Orleans are in the Western Conference, so he doesn't you, know about yeah, Louisiana. Yeah, don't go off the NBA. Their yeah, map MB is completely messed really up. It is really bad. Um, uh, and the last tweet we have for today, while the uh, Padres are playing the Orioles, this is from James Clark. Do the Orioles have the best bird logo in all of MLB? He's partial to the Blue Jays logo. So it's Orioles, Blue Jays, Cardinals. How do you rank them? I'm a National League guy. So you go Cardinals. Cardinals. That's your look. Yeah. Orioles. I love that bird. I love the Orioles bird. Yeah, and what you got to remember, I guess I remember this the old days, the old uh, scoreboard at St. Louis Stadium there, Bush Stadium, where they had the little cardinal that would fly around. Oh, and yeah. It, That's that, nice. I'll just never forget it. It's a great uniform. My, it was awesome. It was just awesome. It's a great uniform with them on the bat, but yeah. I think the Oriole bird is the best. I like I like the bird face, just the one they wear on the hat. The, yeah. the, act, the full bird, not a big fan, but just the face. You yeah, mean I the like mascot? No, if, like the actual, the, if you have the oh, bird, yeah, the full-bodied yeah, yeah. bird that sits on the word Orioles, not a big fan, but just the face, the cartoon face, big fan of that one. Yeah, Blue too. Jays, though, I'm sorry, James, but none no. of us, nah. Sorry. I like it, just not that much. Yeah. Um, again, tomorrow, 3 o'clock, before Padres and Reds, it'll be Bill Center and Bob Scanlon, but thanks to you guys. Thanks, Mike. Thanks, Randy. Love Thank it. you. Yeah. <laughs> thanks, Nikki and Maddie, for being here. Go Padres. And Blooper, learn some geography. Yeah. I know geography. Not that well. Thanks for watching Padre Social Hour. It.